Hello and welcome to my very first podcast episode. I have been on a lot of other people's podcasts in the past. Um, I've done a lot of interviews, but I've never started my own podcast or done my own episodes. However, one of the reasons that I am doing that now is that I find creating content is so much more natural for me when I am speaking out loud. So one of the ways that I create blog blog posts and Instagram posts is I will use a voice recorder to basically say the post out loud and then I will use a transcription service or like an AI tool to make it into text form. So if I'm already creating content that way, I figured it makes a lot of sense for me to just start posting the actual audio recordings. So I'm very excited to have you along on this journey as I am creating this podcast. Speaking of journeys, one of the reasons you may have clicked on this podcast, unless you are already familiar with my my content, is that I am going to be documenting on this podcast my experience relaunching my business. So for some background information, I started a business pretty young in my early 20s. Um, I was in a corporate job right out of college. I was living in New York City. I ended up leaving that job about eight months in to start my own business. I had a few clients at the time, figured that I could get a few more, make it into a full-time gig. I did that for a little bit over a year before going back to the corporate world and shutting a lot of that business down which is a whole separate story. But now as I am approaching a little bit in my later 20s now, almost 30, I am looking to relaunch that business and I've made the decision to do that. And it's going to look very different than it did back then. But I have been testing the waters. I've had a few clients over the summer. I'm recording this. It's It's August, so, you know, toward the end of summer at this point. I've had a few clients and it's been going really well and I've gotten a lot of clarity around what I want to offer. But what I really want to do with this podcast is not just share the marketing tips and strategy and some of the typical things that I think people share on their podcasts, especially if they are in a consulting or coaching kind of profession like I am. I really want to share the experience of rebuilding this business kind of from scratch. I guess you could say it's not fully from scratch. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to share what it's like to be starting this business because often I personally see a lot of podcasts and books and things that talk about how to, how to scale from, you know, $100,000 to a million dollars. And I think that there is a lot of valuable information in that type of content. But if you are really early in your entrepreneurial career, if you are sitting there at your desk, staring out the window, wishing you didn't have to be in an office, wishing you could work for yourself, you probably want more actionable tips about what to do in the very beginning of business. And since it's not my first time around the block, so I do know a bit about what it takes to start a business, as I'm going through it live, I'm going to be sharing with you what I'm working on, the challenges that I face, um, what I'm kind of doing as my first action steps, how I'm getting some of my first clients, and that is what we will be talking about on this podcast. 
For today's very first episode, we will be focusing in on how to know what to offer because this is something that I struggled with a lot, like a lot. When I first started my business, again, way, way back in like 2016, 2017, maybe 2017, I I knew what I was going to offer because I was already working with a client at the time. I kind of just kept doing what I had been doing, which at that time was website design. And I just decided to roll with that, which was a great way to get started. However, once I left my corporate job and was building this business more than just a freelancing side hustle side gig, I had to get a lot more intentional about what I was offering, what I wanted to be working on, what I was going to be charging. And I know how that process can be overwhelming, it can be stressful, and it can really be a barrier to actually starting the business. So I'm going to talk you through how I found and decided on what I'm offering now uh, because it does look very different than what I used to offer uh, when I first launched this business. So when I first did this, again, I told you I started in web design. I ended up, I wanted to go more into like a consulting and strategic type of role. So one of the long-term freelance clients I had, I actually did transition into more like a CMO, uh, strategic type of role, and I was managing uh, their VAs. So that's that was my transition into that. And I really loved that. I had a great time with it. Um, I loved the client. I loved the work. And it was it, it worked really well for everybody, for me and them. So I decided, okay, I want, I want to make this a thing. I want to do this for more clients. And I think where I got tripped up, and this was toward the end of running this business at that point, um, right before I, I decided to put it on a pretty large pause, I decided that that's what I wanted to offer, but I didn't really know how to transition from what I was already doing into that. I wasn't super clear around what that would actually look like. I had a lot of imposter syndrome around showing up in that kind of way and stepping into a more strategic role versus like an implementation role. So now, fast forward, as I'm relaunching this business, the number one first thing that I think is what I had to decide early on was what I ultimately want to be doing. Um, Even if it was super scary, even if I feel like maybe it's like that feeling like you're not qualified, even though deep down, you know that you've taken every certification and you, you know, I've done all the professional experience and, and you absolutely are qualified. Um, I think that I had to do a lot of work around that to feel confident that yes, this is what I am extremely good at. I have been doing it in my jobs. I have been doing it for friends. I've been doing it for clients for years. I have been in marketing at this point for almost 10 years. So I know what I'm talking about. I think that is the very first step. If you are thinking about starting an offer, you don't know where what, what direction you want to go in, 
it does not matter what that offer is right now. What matters is that you feel very confident in your skill set and that you have done that work to fight that imposter syndrome. It will keep coming up. It's never going to magically go away forever, but making sure that you're starting from a really confident standpoint. And then once you're confident, the second step is to get some clarity. And that's probably where most people are getting tripped up. So for me, I, in this new business now, I am offering marketing and strategy consulting. I offer it in three very clear tiered packages. They all kind of make sense together. Um, Two of them, one is like almost like an intro and it goes into a bigger package. And the other one is for like a very specific niche market, um, niche client. And on my website, I do go into like what types of marketing I consult on, what my areas of expertise are. And that actually was something that really helped me figure out what I wanted to offer was just going through what I felt like my areas of expertise were and what I enjoyed talking about. Because if you don't enjoy talking about the thing you're building the business around, it is going to be very, very challenging to market and grow that business. Even so with something me, like a podcast on my area of just expertise, what pull I enjoy up an talking app on your about, phone and start that was recording a really great and decide you're going to okay, do a podcast. I know that I have this expertise no in marketing, script, no and branding, notes, nothing, I have all this experience, which I, I know, you know that generally that's the direction I want to go in. But then I got to the point of, okay, but what does that actually look like? What am I putting up on a sales page? What am I offering to people? Is it a group program? Is it in person? Is it an event? Is it a book? Um, I think that's probably the next step is once you are clear about what you're excited to talk about, what you're an expert in, figuring out the structure of and the container of how you want to deliver that to your potential customers and clients. There are a million different ways that you can set up your business offer. And I think for me personally, I got so bogged down for a while in seeing how other people set up their businesses and feeling like that was really the only way to do it. But that is absolutely not true. There are so many ways you can set up a business. And I think that it's important to make sure that you're setting it up in a way that supports the lifestyle you want, the working style that works best for you, what's going to make you feel the most productive, the most happy, the most fulfilled, all those things. So that's the next step. A tool I actually used that was really helpful for me with this was doing like a personality assessment. I don't think it matters too much which one you do, although I did uh, the high five assessment. And I like that that one is specifically like career and work focused. And the results that I got from that helped me gain a lot of clarity around how to set up an offer that was going to be exciting for me, um, a good match for my natural work ability and skill set. And it actually did help me overcome a little bit of that imposter syndrome too. So I love working with clients one-on-one. I occasionally do enjoy like a group setting, but usually only if that group setting is in person. I'm not really a fan of 
virtual group coaching. Um, that's just like a personal preference for me. I don't like being on the other side of it either. So I knew I didn't want to do that. But I had so much fear around the idea of doing one-on-one coaching and just feeling like, who am I to do that? And what's going to happen when I actually like get on the call with this client? What if I'm not good at it? What if I don't ask the right questions? Like all the things start coming up. And no matter what type of offer you're thinking of, of putting together, maybe you want to do an in-person retreat. Maybe you want to do a workshop, an event. You want to put together a course or an ebook. There are going to be those little things that start, start popping up that tell you all the reasons why you can't do it. And I found that whatever tool you can find to help overcome those imposter syndrome voices is going to be incredibly helpful in the long term. So for me, that was the high five test um, and getting to see my high five and seeing that so many of them were literally my number one was like coaching. (laughs) So I think that was definitely like pretty eye-opening of like, huh, okay, like maybe this is like what I'm supposed to be doing. So that was step two. If we're saying step one was figure out, you know, get confident. Step two, figure out what you want to do. Step three, figure out the how, the container of what you want to offer. Step four is pricing. I know from talking to so many people that pricing is the scariest part of putting an offer up on the internet. And a lot of the times what people will do because they're afraid of pricing is they just simply won't do it. And that sounds crazy. And you're like, what? You can't do that. Like, how would you offer something without putting a price on it? But if you're in a service-based role um, or like a coaching or like consulting type of business, it is common to see websites and sales pages that don't have pricing on them. So I have had clients that don't put pricing on that page with the hopes that by the time somebody reaches out to them and wants to talk to them about the offer, they'll have figured it out by then. But (laughs) there are a couple of reasons why this does not work. Uh, One thing to dig into if this is something that you are leaning into is why you are afraid for having to have someone see your price and why are you making it harder for them to pay you? That's something that uh, there's a coach, Sarah Dan, who I follow a lot. And she always says, you know, make it easy for people to pay you. And I personally believe that not having a price on your website makes it very difficult for people to pay you. And it means that rather than someone reading your price on a website page, now you are going to have to tell them your price verbally on a call which if you are already a little bit uncomfortable or you're stretching yourself with your pricing or you just haven't done a lot of sales yet, that is going to be a lot more difficult than putting together pricing to put on a website page. So I am personally a fan of having upfront pricing, even if like there's a little bit of wiggle room. So one of my packages, I customize based on what somebody needs because not everyone's business and marketing plan is going to be the same. So that package has a minimum price, and then we would figure it out from there. Nothing super crazy or overly complicated. So when I when was it comes to out figuring out your pricing, pricing, I definitely knew I wanted to have the upfront price. I've already been down that road where I've done sales calls where I've said the price out loud on calls. I knew I didn't want to do that. I'd rather just set the 
set the intention super clear early on of here is what my pricing is. Here's the type of client I want to attract. I think there's also like an energetic portion to that too of knowing your pricing and being really confident and clear about your pricing will help you show up in your marketing more clear and confidently. So therefore you're going to attract more clients just because your energy is going to be more in alignment with what you're selling. Anywho, because I am putting together a coaching consulting type of offer, I decided to base my pricing because there are, it's basically a number of calls um, is a different in the packages. I am basing it on my hourly rate of what like per call essentially knowing that there is some pre and post work for those calls. So that is built in. So I always tell people as an absolute bare minimum, if you are a freelancer, as in you are responsible for your own healthcare, your taxes, your insurance, all of the things that we would normally get as a benefit if you are working for another company, if you are in charge of all those things, your minimum rate, hourly rate should be at least $50 per hour. And I don't care where you live, that is a bare, bare minimum because $50 per hour, once you take out all of that stuff, it is not as much as some people might think that it is. So that is always going to be a starting point. Because I have a lot of experience and I've done this before, I'm going to charge a little bit more than that. And then I like to apply the rule of just adding on like whatever number feels very comfortable for me, I add 25% more on top of that. And that's just because I know that, and I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs do this too, and I'm sure I have done it in the past, of seeing people undercharging and undercharging can hurt your brand and marketing so much more than overcharging will that I think that it's important to make sure that whatever number you're comfortable with, just add 25% on top of that to make sure you're not underselling yourself. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for this very first podcast. I know it was a little bit messy, but I am here to show up a little messy Uh, to show you that it's better to just take action and start doing the thing. Don't overthink it. It doesn't have to be perfect. And we will continue having these conversations as I go through building the business. Before I sign off, I'll just give you a really quick update about what I am working on this week. Um, Again, I've just recently relaunched this business. I have had uh, two clients over the last like two months and I just relaunched my packages and pricing this week. So we are very fresh. This is like day two, basically, of what to do when you are starting a business. So this week, my goals were to, number one, finish my website packaging pricing. My website is not perfect. I have big aspirations for things I want to do with it later. I want to have like a case study section. Um, I, I definitely want to have like a blog or like content hub but for right now, my goal was to make sure I had you know a basic homepage, have an about section, a little bit about me, some testimonials, and the packaging and pricing. Those are the most important pieces. Again, we're, we're building an MVP, minimum viable product version of the business right now because the most important thing when you start a business is to get customers and clients and start making money. And I have made that mistake myself in the past and I have seen other people make that mistake and that is something that I will not be doing this time around. So 
goals this week were number one, just get that page up and running so I have something to send to potential clients. Number two is to tar- start doing some direct outreach. Um, I've been talking to some people um, about you know letting them know that I'm figuring out my new offers, not really sure yet. I would get back to them. So following up with some of those people, reaching out to people in my network, my goal is to have at least three clients, not counting the ones I already have by the end of the month. So I want to start putting that in action immediately. So reaching out to my network, again, following up with people, making sure I'm showing up um, on social media and selling every single day. My social media of choice is going to be Instagram, although I'm going to have it shared to a Facebook page, but Instagram has always been my go-to, so that is what I am choosing to focus on. Plus, of course, I will have this podcast. If you want to keep following along both here and on Instagram as you know this business unfolds and I share all the insights and updates and results and failures and <laughs> things that I wish I had done differently, uh, feel free to follow me. Please follow me here. Um, and also feel free to follow me over on Instagram at Rebecca Senchak. You can also DM me and let me know if you have any specific questions you want me to cover in this podcast. Like I said, I really want it to be like a down and dirty guide for somebody who is starting out with a new business, wants to know what the action steps, the strategy, what they need to be doing to get a business off the ground. So that's what we'll be covering and I will see you in the next episode.